One Micronesia podcast is brought to you by Docomo Pacific. Better together. Hafadeh and Mogasin, and welcome to the One Micronesia podcast. Now, this episode, man, I'm so excited because I get to sit down and go one-on-one with this brother who's out in the States right now. Uh, here on the podcast with me, my guest for this week is the one, the only Guam singer-songwriter, Jason J. Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Ah. <laughs> fireworks oh. <laughs> so you know like i wanted yeah you know, for so long i wanted to you know start getting you know artists on here an artist who you know who who have, who have made an impact in micronesia when it came when it comes to when guam and, and micronesia when it comes to the music scene i you know i've talked to Halle, i talked to josh i talked to uh shabby and i i always wanted at one point i won't i was gonna go um and dm you and try to get you on the podcast and it happened and Anytime, bro. Anytime you DM, dude. Let me know. I'm down. <laughs> I want the people out there to actually get to know you as well. Uh, who is Jason J? And talk about your music career. You've you've done so much. You know, you started here on Guam and then went to the states and did so much in the states as well. You know, and at the same time, repping uh, Guam in the region. So I think that's huge, and I think people should know that. So I think that's one of the reasons why I wanted to get you on here. Awesome. Yeah. Well, I mean, shoot him. all right so let's go let's start we every time i do the podcast i start by getting to to know my the interview and like i said people get to know you so tell me more about you um who is jason j um i am an independent artist um yeah i um i'm also a father of two beautiful kids um i'm a lover (laughs) um yeah so i i um yeah i i'm completely independent um i do everything myself I'm also a, a graphic designer, um, digital illustrator, um, and I'm very good at cooking breakfast burritos. Yeah. I got, uh, yeah, I got like a little secret. I don't know, man. What? I got a little banger on the recipe. I got something different, I think. <laughs> That's but, from all the years of mastery. That's nice. And then you know, for, for those who don't know, um, you, um, you, you, grew, you were born and raised here. Yeah. You're from the Philippines, but you were born and raised here. You told me that story. Uh, right. right when we started about, you know, how your parents moved here, your second generation here in Guam. So tell us more about that. So, yeah, I mean, I am, I'm second generation raised in Guam, uh, second generation Filipino raised in Guam. Um, Guam is like the only home I ever really known. Um, I go to vacations back to the Philippines a lot of times, but um, it's always been just summer, quick summer in and outs, you know. So I've really grown a connection with the people of Guam and um, even just like starting off my music career when nobody believed in me, you know, um, and I just had just the Guam people that showed me love. Even, even to this day, a lot of my uh, support groups and support um, my fan base is is Guam, you know, so I'm just grateful for that and grateful to be part of the music scene, ever-evolving music scene on island, yeah. How did it all start for you? Like, you know, people say it started at church. It was just a, a ukulele. Like, you know, what was your thing? Mine was uh, high school. So I went to Notre Dame High School in Talafofo. Um, it happened back in 04. Four, I would say I started um, writing original music. I probably picked up guitar in freshman year, which would be 03. Um, and I'm sorry, 02. 02. Um, and I just, I was just like, like, like everybody else learning covers that, you know, your homies teach you. Um, just like, what, what is, what does that shape look like? You know, trying to memorize that. Um, and then it started, my writing started all in my sophomore year of high school. Um, I had a, a teacher at, at ND. And she had um, we had we had a poetry section for English, and just right around that time, I just started to like explore writing, 
And then the fact that we had this poetry class, I was like, hey, man, what if I can just write a song instead of like uh, recite a poem I wrote at home, you know? Um, I, I kind of, it's weird because I always had like this um, stage fright of just talking, even like when it came to like everyone was going down the line, you can, you know, the teacher would be like, oh, present your poem, present your poem. And like, I would literally, my palms would be sweating in class. <laughs> and I, my, my mind is just racing like a thousand miles per hour trying to figure out like, what, what am I gonna do? Or how, you know, like, I, like all these, like, like so many self-doubt questions would pop up. Um, yeah, so to avoid that situation, I started writing songs and then it, got, it became so much easier just to like sing something and play and just took off all the pressure. And then um, I was doing that with Tim Balahajo, who's also my classmate in high school. And um, yeah, we were like in this healthy, like, I wrote a song yesterday. Oh, I'm gonna write a song today too. So it's like, we would have this back and forth, like healthy, friendly competition. And um, yeah, just pushing each other to write a new song, new song, new song. So um, it's all started from there and like, those instead of performing when the poetry section of class was over we actually kept it going with like we would have um lunchtime jam sessions in the classroom at we'll ask the teacher like, hey can we um use the classroom and just have like some of the friends come in and we'll record like a a video like it, it was um one of my friends john mabayag he would like record it on uh, one of his cameras and then he would just he learned to strip the audio we were so young. Yeah, he learned to strip the audio from the video, and then we would put those on CDs. Wow! But we, like we had to like make sure like it was, the room was super quiet. Um, there was no creaking in the chairs, and it's, it, this is all inside the classroom. So like you can imagine, right outside the window, there's like people like ah, ah, like running, <laughs> like, you know, like like eating lunch and like yelling and playing playing ball and all that stuff. So um, yeah, from then on, I was I just realized early on like hey. I think uh, music is what I'm here for. I, I pretty much my junior and, and senior year basketball was like my one of my most favorite things ever. And I, I had dreams to be a pro basketball player, you know. Um, and then I kind of like I, I didn't I didn't want to go through with the basketball season in 05 and 06, my last two years of high school. And I just decided like, hey, man, I want to I want to write. You know, people are like, you're crazy. You're like the center of the team. And I was like, ah, but I don't know. Music is kind of pulling me in that direction. I'm kind of glad it took it because a few years ago, like maybe like when I first got out here, um, I, I went to go play basketball at a gym and like these guys were dunking, dude. These high school kids <laughs> were dunking, bro. And I'm like jumping and I was, I mean, I was a big boy already. I wasn't like high school weight, you know? Um, then I realized, yeah, that's probably a better move that I, I uh, picked the guitar up. And so no regrets, man. No regrets. There you go. <laughs> guys, you know, that's how it all started for him. So we're going to take a break right now. But when we come back, we're going to get to that music career, find out what, what was Jason J's first ever song, what was what was his first gig like, stuff like that. That is on the way. You're watching the One Micronesia Podcast being brought to you by Docomo Pacific, Better Together. Hafidei, Mogasin, and we're back. It's the One Micronesia Podcast being brought to you by Docomo Pacific, Better Together. All right, so let's get to it. So we talked about... A little bit about him, where he grew up, uh, his family, and you know, uh, him growing here up here in Guam, and how he slowly got into uh, the music scene and 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 found a love for music. And now we're gonna talk about it, Jason J and his music career because it's huge. We're here to learn about how it all uh, started for him. First gig, first song. So let's start there. First song. I'll start with first song. First song, um, as far as first song written or first song put out? First song put out. Okay, yeah, because there's, like, there's probably like six songs before that that were like, that never, no one ever heard about. Um, so yeah, the first song I put out was, I believe it was Forever. 
with my little sister. Um, classic tune, you know what I mean? Uh, I, I don't play that one live as much as I should be. Um, yeah, Forever was his first song. Um, and then Juices was the follow-up after that, yeah. So let's talk about Juices. It's, it's, and I think that was like your really big hit. To like um, PG-13, it, it's kind of like, uh, you know, it's the, um, is the juice worth the squeeze, right? Um, mm-hmm. In life, in love, right? Um, so it's like, I kind of played off of that, that situation. Um, yeah, so it was just like, you know, like hold me, never let me go. Scold. Like it's like the, the, the throws back and forth of like a, a relationship, right? The good, the good things and the bad things. Um, and basically, I mean, that's what a lot of my theme is. It's a lot of love-based songs, even up to today. Um, it's just one thing that kind of, um, one thing that I just gravitate to every single time. Yeah. Wow. And then, you know, on the radio and then there you go. Juices, forever in juices. Yeah. It's just, I think, you know, people, if somebody had to, you know, ask somebody like, Hey, do you, do you know, Jason J like, Oh, juices. Like, yeah. Oh yeah. Juices. Jason J. Yeah. <laughs> Bro, it's so funny because that, that song, that, that recording in particular, um, I remember those days, like when I first stepped into like a recording booth of some sort, you know, um, and just hearing yourself back, like on the microphone was such an awkward feeling, dude. It was so strange to hear yourself. And then like, um, trying to like record to a click metronome. It's like, I just, I, I was just so, I was just so green to the recording process. So like that's that version of juices that the first ever um, was recorded. And like, we literally, I just laid the guitar and the vocals. And then um, I took like one take of the vocals and the guy I was working with, you know, he's like, oh, we'll meet up again sometime soon. And I was like so young and dumb. And I just dropped that, that burnt CD over to, to Chris over at the station one day when he was outside. I remember just like pulling up and I was like, hey, bro, here's a CD. Um, I'm not really anybody that you know. So I'm just like young kid, you know, so I dropped it off. But like that song was like in the first demo, bro. There was supposed to be like a bass line, drums, but like it's weird because the blessing of that is like that kind of carved my um, singer songwriter solo artist situation right um, um of course at, fr- at first i was like oh it's yeah i'm gonna put it on the radio and then I, I got some friends who were like i wasn't even done yet you know i was like well it's kind of too late it's kind of already on the air so that's the funny thing about that song but um yeah it wasn't done yet it was a demo and they just dropped it on the radio bro demo <laughs> or not P- people are probably learning right now they're like what right. it was just a demo but honestly i think i think what made it for me what made you says really amazing for me is as the simplicity in the yeah. song you, you say like a bass line and just a guitar and then you know and then vocals on top of it and i think that's you know when you talk about original music and something that's that's so simple yet catchy that juices is one of the best examples i tell people like yeah listen to juices like we overthink when it comes to music we tend to overthink and add way too much things on it and yeah. really kills the the whole point which is you know the lyric to tell the story and the very essence of the of the song you know um yeah it's crucial it's easy it's it's and like it's weird because like nowadays with my recording process it's easy to like feel like i'm overcrossing that but it's like i mean for me it's like now it's like just dressing it up with everything else in my imagination and, and that i could think of you know that that it's everything point must point to like is it supporting the song or is it taking away from the message and 
Yeah, but definitely um, every now and then I still break it down, just me and a guitar. So it's, it's crucial. Nice. Just the, the very essence, like just if it's just vocals and guitar or vocals in a single instrument and you can capture the vibe that way, then you already know you're in the right path. And then you can add all the bells and, wh bells and whistles after that. You know? um, so. so let's talk about it. Uh, first gig, first gig in Guam. You're, you're a kid, juices on the radio. And then, you know, did somebody pick you up, you know, right after? Like, what, what was yeah. your first gig? Um, I've no, I've never been to clear it. I've never been picked up. Like, I I just been like trying to find a way um to do it. You know, um, first gig I played a few like my first ones. I don't know if you call those gigs, but they were like family functions where everyone was like kind of like, what is this guy playing? Can't really like. I, I remember playing a, a gig with um a drummer and another guitar player. We we're playing like some rock stuff it was kind of like heavier um which i still didn't know what i was doing um but i thought it was cool um but first real gig i feel like one where i was like okay it wasn't just at a bar it was ocean down in mariso pier um, wow yeah it was way bigger than i had like i got there and i was like having like panic attack you know <laughs> i was like bro i didn't think it was gonna be like this, this is a full-on concert you know um yeah, I forgot what year that was, but it was that was like one of the dopest um, shows I played early on in my my career. I, forgot, I wish I could tell you what year that was. It all kind of blurs. That's crazy. So, man, you've been Guam and Juices, and now you said you're your first gig, and I'm pretty sure there were more after that. Mm -hmm. And then let's talk about the move because I think this was a very to me it's it's also a very inspiring thing to see an artist just up and and i think for you there was more reason for you to move there was more reason behind the move um with your your daughter but i think also what's very inspiring for me to see is an artist to just up and and, and leave and and leave the island to to one to one take care of the family and at the same time to pursue your music career which not a lot of people do because you know it's like when you're out there it's different from here because the pressure now is real it's different in the music scene there so let's talk about the move um, and, and how you transitioned and how okay, was um, the transition? Yeah. So basically um, all of in high school, all my summers, I had worked on a container ship um, under Cabris Marine. My dad is a harbor pilot back home, still is to this day. Um, Captain Edgar, uh, what's up, Pa? I love you. <laughs> um, yeah. So he had um, put me in, put me to work every summer of high school so that the goal was to... Um, go to California Maritime Academy um, and then come back home with some kind of degree and to kind of relieve his position and be a harbor pilot back home, right? Which is a great, is an awesome career path. Um, it's really good money, but literally after high school, I had gotten accepted. I got accepted to California Maritime Academy and every year they only take one person from Guam. But I had like, I had four summers of like experience on a container ship. So I was able to like, yeah, I was like few, a few, not not much credits from actual getting my official C card on on um, for the California Maritime Academy. Um, so like the fact that uh, I had all the experience, I got accepted. And man, the moment I got accepted, I think it was, a, it was like the same week I had gotten my songs on the radio. Wow. <laughs> um, yeah. So then there's there's like this weird shift where like. That feeling of having to like leave home for school um and then i just had gotten my songs on the radio and i started getting all this feedback um and knowing that music was what i wanted to do like i had to have the hard talk with my mom and dad like 
I think I want to stay, you know? Um, and they, at first they wouldn't let me, but as hard headed as I am, I kind of, I kind of went through that, um, stayed on Guam for a few years, gigging, just getting all my, all my experience, um, in the bars scene back home, playing with like Dinaj, um, and those guys and like, just get kind of getting all, it's like the, the early start, getting the early start stuff out of the way. Um, and then I literally had felt like I'd reached like a, a ceiling, you know, um, where I, I remember this one gig where I was playing and I was like, none of my friends would come to my gigs anymore because they kind of saw me enough. <laughs> and I was just like, man, like, what's the point? Like, you know, I'm just playing for like a lot of random people. And sometimes like people not even listening, you know? Um, so I kind of wanted something more and I just felt frustrated with myself writing wise, creative, creativity wise. Um, felt like I needed a new change. And then I also felt like, hey, I, it's been like four years since high school and I felt like I was just just messing around and not really taking anything serious. And I was always thinking like, hey, I could have been in Maritime Academy already, you know, maybe just possibly finishing up almost, you know. Um, so I decided to make like a drastic change and I was like, hey, I'm going to go. I remember going on, I was on the internet and I would, I saw an advertisement for the school, for a music school in Hollywood. And I was like, oh, this is cool. I looked at their programs and they have like a guitar program. It's called a Musician, Musicians Institute in Hollywood. Um, and I had looked on, the, on their website and they had like a section for guitar players. Like it's strictly a guitar course where you learn, a, you learn the instrument in and out. Um, and there's like drums, bass, singing. But I saw this little section of the tab where it's independent artists. And I was like, hey, man, that's maybe that's something I might want to do, right? Um, I looked at it, read it, and it looked great. It's like everything. It's a course where it's everything you need to be an independent artist, whether your classes all range from like songwriting to recording to design to um, creative writing, um, just, just to make you well-rounded, right? So I figured, I was like, man, that actually sounds like a good idea if I were to go out to the States, take that course, and that'll give me kind of like a head start boost instead of wait, coming out to California and wasting time trying to figure out what to do and just, you know, diddling my fingers in the couch, like trying to figure out situation. But um, yeah, so I took that. But the thing, the thing that made me really solidify that decision, decision was I was on the web page. I saw the first video on their website, which was this guy and I clicked it and he's a guitar player. I clicked it and he goes, blah, blah, um, I'm from Guam. Um, I took, I'm here taking the guitar program and I was like, whoa, right? So I was like, this guy's from Guam, I'm going to go too, right? Um, so I went, I decided to just pack up and then like, it was, it's just that feeling of like walking to the edge of the cliff and the only way I'm going to soar is if I jump off, right? Um, like I literally had this, all this comfort from back home of like my songs being on the radio, um, but just wanting, I just needed something different. And like, like for me, the idea of being on Guam and coming out to tour was just at that time was not a realistic viewpoint. Um, I mean, the older, the older guys, the guys, the guy, all the bands in, ahead of me have done it, you know, but I felt like where I was at mentally and um, my maturity level, I feel like I wasn't anywhere close to that point. So I decided to take that, that plunge and do it. And um, yeah, so I came out to California from then on. So I, so I'm sorry. So I actually finished school. California. I came back home for the birth of my daughter. Um, and then we had some birthing complications. Um, and then she needed like full-time hospital care. So we decided to move back out to California.
Wow. And bro, like you said, like I think the experiences have definitely helped and shaped who you are as like you see now you've you've actually found a a, a part in your career. Now you're you're calling yourself, you've 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 said, okay, independent artist is where I want to be. And you're definitely working towards it, man. Like luminosity is a big, a huge hit, you know, back here, uh back in Guam. So, you know, so we're waiting for the next what and we're going to talk about what's next for jason J, guys we're going to take a break and we'll be back with more of the one micronesia podcast and be brought to you by docomo pacific better together and we are back it's the one micronesia podcast be brought to you by docomo pacific better together so let's get to it we talked about his big music career how it all started the move i think the move was the main key in in, in into changing you know guam jason J to worldwide jason j i think that was the big move and he did it uh, it took a while it took a lot of you know thinking and a lot of uh, uh sweat and tears but hey he's at the end of the at the end of the day he made it through and he's doing such an amazing job with what with his music career so let's talk about what's next for jason j what is next <laughs> okay so um i've been since this whole covid situation i've been working on a full-length album my first wow my first full length, yeah. So I'm aiming right now. It's looking like twelve songs. Um, I'm currently ten, maybe eleven songs deep. Um, yeah, we're kind of, we've been kind of building all these songs up at the same time. So like, <clears throat> when I say ten, eleven songs, like I have, I have um, some of them are like three fourths of the way written, you know. So I still have some little gaps I got to tie up. Um, yeah, this one is like my biggest project. I, I just remember right before, right before COVID hit, like just looking in my mind, I was looking at this giant mountain of like an album to like climb over, you know. And now I just feel like we're almost at the peak, you know. And I just feel um, it's a weird thing because like this, this pandemic has taught me to like to just like slow down and focus, you know. Because prior to that, I had just come back from Vibes Fest. Um, also doing um, a 40, 40 show tour right before that, then straight wow. to Vibe Fest. Yeah, so I was, it was like about 40 shows, I believe. Um, so let's talk yeah. about this. So not to, to give so much away from because, yeah. you know, we want people to be hungry because people are hungry. People want, you know, after Luminosity, people have now have this idea of who you are as an independent artist, what your music uh, taste is like. So yeah. not to give so much away, but can you talk more about this album? Like what can people expect? Um, I don't know. I, I feel like I've just been as far as expect. I don't know. I, I feel like I don't want to put a title or mm -hmm. um, put it in a category. I feel like it's definitely you'll hear me challenging myself in this album compared to my other released works. Um, I personally feel like it's the the best stuff I've done so far. Um, and I feel like you, you can definitely hear the progression and um, the progression in my singing and, and the musical composition. And I feel like it's going to be a banger. Hey, <laughs> I feel like, like I yeah, said. I feel like it's going to go, bro. All right. Well, there you have it guys. What's next for Jason J. That's what's next guys. We're going to take a break and we'll be back with more of the one Micronesia podcast. Yeah. Hafidei, Mogatin, and we are back. It's the One Micronesia Podcast, and we're still sitting here with the one, the only Guam singer-songwriter, independent singer-songwriter, 
Jason J, ladies and gentlemen. So we're here for the last part, the sad part. I hate this part because this is where we kind of like, okay, your message and then social media and then bye. Because, and then because no, bro, this guy, like I said, I follow his journey. We know each other. And it's just such an awesome, um, it's been an awesome interview. It, I've learned a lot and I've been inspired hearing his story. So, uh, brother, a message to your fans, you know, here on Guam, where it all started for you and also the region that, you know, that you represent, um, a message yeah um simply thank you for the support you know like I've, i'm so far away from home but it's like all the love that's that's shown it's so easy to continue doing what i'm doing because of people like from back home even the people out here of course don't get me wrong but <clears throat> like the base of it is is the guam the guam culture and guam people you know so i feel like i'm just grateful to have that grateful to have that and it's like at the end of the day it's like if i can inspire any of the local artists or even people who who want to be artists but can't you know um it just it makes it so much easier to continue and there's so much years invested in this and i like i'm never i never see myself quitting or putting down the guitar you know so this is a lifelong journey and i got a lot to say so yeah, but thank you, thank you for all your support over the years, and the continued support. And I am just here to do the best I can while I'm alive, and you know, leave leave music for after my life ends. You know, for my generation, my kids to hear, and for all all you guys to hear. And thank you, thank you to my my family as well for always supporting my friends and family back home. Um, yeah, it means a lot. All right, Jason J, ladies and gentlemen, before we let you go, bro, where can people follow you and your music career and journey? Yes, so um, Instagram, jasonj.music, Facebook, jasonj.music. My music's on Spotify. It's on Apple Music, all the streaming services. um, And I will have a release coming up probably in another month or so, my first single for the album, a little little, um, single to to the people wow give me more, Can't time. Give me more time to finish the rest of the album yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow guys go follow him this is the brother this is him guys this is jason j guam independent singer songwriter who's doing such a great job and amazing uh work out in the states and uh, to represent you know uh he's taking the, the guam flag and the micronesian region with him wherever he goes with his music so guys this is him jason j go follow his his music because that's how we support local and that's what we're all about here at the stations of KUAM supporting locals. So, uh, bro, thank you so much. It's been an awesome talk. And, you know, I hope you I can't wait for that that album. And I know you're going to put more amazing stuff out there um, to for the days to come. So I'm really excited to see where, where we go next. Thank you, brother. Thanks for having me, man. This was fun. Anytime, bro. Jason J, ladies and gentlemen, that pretty much wraps up another episode of the One Micronesia Podcast. Be brought to you by Docomo Pacific. My name is Victorious, and I just got to say peace. Peace. The One Micronesia Podcast is brought to you by Docomo Pacific. Better together.